Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast, presents episode 830, Dropping Books, recorded live on August 11th, 2022. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And welcome back to our next drop pod for Halo Infinite. We've got drop pod number two, bringing some really cool updates to the game. Mm-hmm. We've got the release of a new book. Which is awesome. I haven't gotten my physical copy delivered yet. I had, could probably download it on Kindle, but I did finish a book as well. So for those playing at home with the bingo card, you can mark both I've read a book and I fall behind on the book. <laughs> so you can mark you get two of those. And we started late tonight. So two for the price two for the price of one. Yeah. So someone, if they got the right order, could have a bingo literally right now. But it hasn't happened quite yet. We've got a few other things to talk about as well. But for the time being, let's go ahead and do our initial Pottacular recap for the week. GT, how we do on Fragment Friday this last week? We shot a lot of stuff. We went trigger, trigger, boom, boom. Trigger, trigger, boom, boom. And per usual, since I'm playing with a group, I get free-for-all challenges. Of course. And then last night, I decided to just take a little break, kind of test the new setup a little bit. And I'm playing, you know, just playing by myself. And... I got none of my, all my Rumble Pit challenges had gone away. I hadn't played any Rumble Pit. So where'd they go? Well, they reset on Tuesday. Yeah. That's when the challenges reset. It's like, really? So, we, bye. Anywho. Anywho. No, we had a lot of fun. Hung around in some big team battle. We played some Fiesta. Actually, it's a pretty good games. I uh, had a couple of games where we got some pretty crappy rolls when it came to weapons. Yeah, we had, there, there uh, was one, one or two in there. One session, one session, it seemed like every person on the other team had four swords. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we didn't know how they kept getting more swords. And then there was, wasn't there one game where we couldn't figure out who was getting snipers reloaded so f- often? Was that Something one like it, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was on a big that was on big team. Bobby was commenting on how many times he was getting shot by the same guy. Yeah, it's almost like someone was getting fed sniper rifles. Wouldn't surprise me. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> I feed Bobby sniper rifles. I do that too. It's like Bobby Keys. Hey Bobby who wants sniper. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh well very good. Still seems like Infinite is kind of the mainstay, which hopefully that means people are enjoying it. I definitely am. Don't get me wrong. It still has some bugs, but it's still fun to play. I'm, I'm wasn't as thrilled with it at the beginning, but I'm slowly finding more enjoyment with it. Yeah. I always enjoyed playing the game. You know, I never did not, you know, it it wasn't a chore to play the game. You know, I always enjoyed it. The 
lack of content definitely made it made it where I didn't play it as long. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, got boring playing the thing, same things over and over again. But overall, I you know I've really enjoyed Infinite, and I've really enjoyed all the updates that they've made to it. I haven't got any, haven't played with any of the updates on this drop pod yet, but. I haven't yet either. I was tempted to. I almost did, but I hadn't gotten in there quite yet. But we're going to go over those details here in a little bit. Mm Because that did come out this week. That came out on Tuesday. So lots of new little goodies there and paving the way for lots of upcoming changes as well. Yes. So lots of good stuff coming there. Um, As for Achieving Halo, the week kind of slipped by me, so I totally forgot to to host it this week. Oopsie. My bad. This week just kind of was a blur. Dust forgets to host game night. Yeah, that should be something. No, I was, I was supposed to have a senior level brief today, which ended up getting canceled because a couple of the seniors that I was supposed to brief was not available today. So I get to do that brief on Monday. Yay. So yeah, I was focused a lot on getting that brief ready for today. The last two weeks have been kind of crazy for work. So yeah, sorry, forgot about that. Um, we're still going to be hopping in, helping Prestige with Halo 5 stuff. i got to get into uh, Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike challenges as well. But hopefully next week I will remember to do that this time. Someone help remem- remind me. <laughs> should probably put a reminder in my phone too. Achieving Halo Monday nights. Yeah, probably Tuesday. Tuesday nights. nights. Tuesday nights, yeah. Some night. Some night. <laughs> yeah, Tuesdays is probably kind of the easier day out of the uh, the weekdays at the moment, so probably going to try to stick to Tuesdays as much as possible. But, yeah. Anyways, so thanks for the update, GT. Uh, let's go ahead and dive on into some of the latest Halo news. Like we've been talking about, there is the latest drop pod, which dropped into Halo Infinite on Tuesday this week. And with that, we get our first journey into the cross-core customization. So if you hand over to Halo Waypoint, there are three different pages of things that kind of explain what's in the drop pod. Um, The first one is just an announcement that it was here. Then there was another one from the community update that was dropped earlier today that kind of highlighted what that post was about. And then there's a post on the forums that actually details out all the specifics of the update high level stuff though all the visors are cross core compatible so that those have all rolled out uh helmet attachments in the limited scope for the mark 7 series of attachments are cross core compatible limited so this is the start of their trying to make everything work cross core which is nice mm-hmm. thank you pins for the links as always hello eric Kibu. welcome to the stream uh, you're hey, actually on time for once, because we started late. They've made some updates to the back end of Halo Infinite that will make dropping new playlists a lot more quickly. And with that, they're introducing ranked doubles and social doubles here in the coming weeks. Um, it's not here just yet. It will be uh, coming soon, probably in the next two months or so. They didn't give a specific date on that but when those drop when that rank doubles drops there will be a rank reset so if you're trying to get your ranks in then 
Make sure you do that. I still have not gotten the achievement for <laughs> completing or, or actually getting a rank. I have, I have, I've only ever played, I think, eight, eight ranked matches ever in Halo Infinite. Maybe you had to work on that. Yeah. Maybe that could be an achieving Halo. It's just, okay, let's play our 10 placement matches and get a rank. See how horrible I actually am at, at Halo Infinite. A couple changes to the main or to the pause menu as well. You now get a quick overlook at the challenges that you currently have. So if you hit the pause button, you will get those challenges. It's not a lifetime progression of what the challenges are, but you get to see what challenges that you're working towards. So mm-hmm. it's better than what we currently have. Which is have. handy. Yeah. Yeah, it was better than what we had before, which was nothing. Which was nothing, yes. Uh, so that is going to be there. Uh, actually, it might already be there, actually. Yep, it's it's already there with the release. Yeah. So that's a nice little addition. Uh, and that's that's the high-level stuff of all the things coming in with this drop pod. Um, there's obviously quality of life improvements that have come with the update as well. If you want to get into the nitty-gritty stuff, again, there's a post over on the forums and on the Halo Support website if you want to get a look at all of those. Weapon balancing, bug fixes, updates to vehicles, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, cool stuff coming the way via drop pods. And I believe this should be paving the way for some good quality of life improvements. Now we just need some content to go with it. I'm kind of excited for next month. It's going to be good. And speaking of content, have you seen more of the forge things that are still kind of making their ways around the community? Oh, there's all kinds of forge leaks out there. It's it's incredible, What I've seen so far is, oh my freaking God. Yep. Uh, They got some maps out there that I know I've probably said this before, but this they rival dev maps. Mm-hmm. I think we're. F- I Halo mean, just f- the ambience, the detail, and you know, I've heard people talking about the budgets, and some of these maps are, which are beautiful, mm-hmm. are taking up like thirty percent of the budget. Yep. Where, so- like in Halo Five, yeah, you'd be. You'd, you'd be through half the map and be out of budget. <laughs> well, I was going to say Halo 5, actually, even with its limited scope of what it could do and the fact that they hit max on what they could actually implement, actually implement in Forge, like, there's been, s- like, every iteration of Forge has added some groundbreaking capability to Forge. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what, you're, what you said with Forge maps going to be rivaling dev maps. I think we're going to get to a point where you can't even tell the difference. I think we're there. We might be. When the when the official Forge comes out, we might be there. I haven't seen full tours of the maps. I've only seen snippets. Snippets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's really beautiful maps. Mm-hmm. I mean, at a, I, you really got to look to tell it's a Forge map. And it's not that easy. It is very difficult to do that. For the aesthetic ones. Obviously, the toy ones. No, for the gameplay ones. Right, right, right. For actual gameplay ones. You know, stuff that's designed to, 
you'll have a game played on it, not just pure not aesthetics. The fun, I, I was more talking, talking about just like the fun, like, you know, this is forged mass because things are wild and crazy. But no, you're right. It's well, I mean, no, really. The maps I've seen, even the fun maps, they can make them look beautiful. I mean, someone did. Fair point. They yeah. took Bizarre. Yep. And turned it into an overgrown, overgrown market with trees and bushes and dirt and you, everything, you know, everything you'd think of. Well, in Halo 5, they did have, like, the alternate ones, too. So, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. This is, you know, this is the abandoned bazaar. And, my yeah, that's God, true. it looked great. That's very true. I mean, Duquesne, I think I mentioned this last time, Duquesne put 5,000. <laughs> I was going to mention that one. I was going to mention that one. Rocks on what's the map the 4v4 vehicle map anyway i know which one it is it's the sand one yeah you put the rocks fire trees rocks and trees and fire this was just this was just his test his test to see how many objects he could put on the map before it crashed he's since done another test i have no idea yeah, thank you, Behemoth. And thanks for the follow. He has since done another test with an ungodly amount of palm trees and vegetation. And fire explosions, effects. Soccer balls, explosions. Fire effects, soccer balls, trying to break the frame rate. And it's butterly, buttery smooth. Yeah. Now, he does say in the video, he does have his... PC capped at 60 frames, which that's what it's reasonable. And, you know, that's a we reasonable frame, frame rate. rate. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you only, the only play you're going to, only thing you're going to be playing on a higher frame rate is either PC or a series X, you know, series X will run um you know, it'll run between 60 and 120 if you enable it in the system. But yeah, it's, They've made some serious optimizations in Forge. Yep. Forge is going to be insane. And the node scripting is going to just make it that much. Oh, I, I, I love the idea of it. You can, the one I thing, mean, with this Forge, you could literally make remake every Halo multiplayer map mm-hmm. down to the automation, automated details. Literally. The one thing I like about what I've seen so far is they made a very capable forge for your high-end forgers. Mm-hmm. But they made it simple enough that normal people could go in there and make a simple map and have some fun with it. Us normies. Well, you know, in Halo 5, don't get me wrong, Halo 5 had a very powerful forge. And the problem with it was when you got into the more advanced stuff, it became really complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, even forgers had to f- figure <laughs> out how to do these things, and then they had to share it with everybody so they'd know. Right? They had to. Yeah, you know, it wasn't very. It wasn't very intuitive 
programming scripts. But with, now granted with Infinite, there's going to be some of that too, but still, it's a lot simpler. And you have a visual aid to go from A to B mm-hmm. or Z, you know, however bit longer your train, train is. Well, and Eric was kind of mentioning how difficult it was to learn Halo 5's Forge at the beginning, but then it got easier along the way. Yeah. From from my little experience that I've had with the Forge, it's kind of almost a marry up a little bit more between what Halo 5's controls were and what Halo 4's kind of traditional controls were. There's a little bit more of a marry up between the two, but there's still a lot more of that advanced control that we got in Halo The 5. thing I like is, remember the menu from Halo Wars? Forge. The radio menu? Uh-huh. That's how you access some of the scripting. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, the whole... And other features. Yeah. yeah. So no. you have that radial menu. Uh, you, you push a button. I, I don't know what it is, start or whatever it is. And it brings up a radio menu so you can go into the sub-menus like the script range. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I, I think it might be like radial for c- controller, but then on PC, it's still the traditional. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about menus. controller. Yeah. Yeah, on on well on controller or not on PC mouse and keyboard mouse and keyboard it also has hotkeys to quickly access stuff mm-hmm. like I think to get to the script menu you push in or something like that and it brings it up yeah. so you know there's shortcut keys to access some of the more well probably there's probably shortcut keys to access everything in Forge there's only so many shortcuts that you can have for well I mean what's in there but. In the menus, like, you know, you press a key to bring up your vehicle menu. You press your key to bring up your scenery menu, uh, your foliage menu, stuff like that. Right. And who knows? Maybe it even has programmable hotkeys so you can custom program. I mean, it's the same way. Customize your hotkeys for your other controls. You can do the same thing for Forge. It's, It's the same thing. I don't think that's a secret that I can't say. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in leak build, so yeah. It's, it's, oh, really? Dust. It's it's the same. You can customize those. Leaker, things. leaker. Oh, all right. Three for three. Come sue me. No, <laughs> please don't. It's gonna be. Dust is gonna get the ban hammer. It's gonna be anyway. Forge is gonna be wild. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to actually getting my hands on it and just farting around with it. I, I still probably won't build anything. Because I'm not very good at that type of construction. You want me to build you an engine? I can do that. <laughs> you want me to build you a forge map? I'm screwed. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Which I believe forge is supposed to be coming... September. September? That's when the official flight is supposed to start. Gotcha. I don't know when in September, but they did say September. And there's some... St- and supposedly there's a bunch of Forge maps ready to release as soon as Forge goes live. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Well, we all know that 343 has already got Forgers lighting or, you know, alpha testing the Forge. You know, why wouldn't they? This is true. So there's maps being built. This is true. I mean, <laughs> t- show me a Forger that won't build a map if you give them Forge. <laughs> right. 
I mean, right. It'd be interesting to see what three, four, three's plans are with those maps. How many of them get integrated into the playlists? How many of them are specifically built for the playlists? You know, stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'll help kind of refresh the play with playlists. Yeah. Give you, you know, new things to play or new maps to play. Uh, the other thing is 343 needs to be building their own maps. Or three. Let's not do the Halo 5 big team again. No comment. Build your own maps. No comment. And yes, Duquesne's already started building racetrack spins. You are correct. I believe he actually built one on stream. Yes, he built one on stream and then it crashed and he lost it. <laughs> womp womp. Womp womp womp. Anyways. Uh, other things from the August update. Uh, most of it we've already talked about, but we do have week four of Fracture Entrenched coming next week. So August 16th is the drop date for the next week of Entrenched. Uh, we've also got, uh, for those that participated in the network co-op flight for campaign, uh, you would have received a emblem as a thank you for participating in that. We've also got a new visor for the capstone challenge this week. And I hadn't seen these, but there were apparently some regional and partnered bundles for HCS skins and nameplates for Halo Infinite. Nice. Mm -hmm. For those that um, haven't gotten your hands on the book yet or are waiting to get the book, Halo did release the third preview of the Rubicon Protocol, if you want to go listen to it before you actually get your hands on the book. Mm Mm-hmm. The Halo Cookbook comes out officially on August 16th. Uh, I might end up actually picking that up. I mean, a lot of... I just want to know where I can get Moa meat. Hindu Spirit actually made a Moa burger. Where do you get the Moa from? It wasn't actually Moa burger. He, I forgot what meat he used for it, but yeah. Ostrich? It, it may have been ostrich. I, I, that, for some reason, that rings a bell. That's the, <laughs> that's the closest thing I can think of to a yeah, Moa. Yeah, I mean, that's... Or an emu. I mean, you're 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 right on the money there, pretty much. We need to we need to we need to start breeding moas. <laughs> yeah. So everybody can have a moa burger. Moa burger. Anywho, uh, and I believe that is pretty much it. There's a little art piece that Haruspis also includes by Benjamin. Car, Carrie, Carrie, maybe mm-hmm. from the Halo Mythos book or anthology or whatever you call that collection of stories. Uh, so that's the uh, update for this week. Not a lot else is going on. Pretty much just the drop pod. We had the NA Super that happened this last weekend as well from an HCS perspective. But there's not really any other official Halo news. We got the book that dropped. We've got. The new Fracture event coming around. We got the drop pod that came in for Halo Infinite. That's pretty much all the Halo news that we got. Which means it's time for another bingo card filler. We haven't actually touched this topic in over a year. Can you guess what it is? I don't know. What it could it be? Let's look at some mods. Let's get some updates on some mods. We haven't looked at these in a while. Hidden Xperia actually posted the video a few weeks ago of some mods, some that I wasn't aware of, actually, that mm-hmm. are going to make this list. 
But for those that have talking about fan mods or games, you can tick that one off on your bingo card. And yes, I intentionally looked through updates today just so that bingo slot could be filled. Somebody stacking the deck. I, I am trying to get someone to get mine. a bingo card tonight. I am trying my darndest. I, I'm well. So far, you haven't helped me at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm still sitting on the free space. I mean, I could have faked technical difficulties or something else, but I, I didn't want to make it that easy. Ha ha! Very funny. <laughs> Sorry, man. My camera just uh-huh, blinked out. Uh huh. Sure. Your camera blinked out. OBX Salt Live. Thank you. Oh, we got gift stuff from. Oh, really? Pins? Really? Oh, how many? Oh, how many did he gift? Hang on. Sorry, derail. Okay, there's your five gifted five? stuff from Pins. For those who have. Oh, I may. I may actually have that one. I actually have it. Gift more than five nope, subs. I ain't got that so one I either. Don't have it because he's only gifted five. He hasn't gifted more than five yet. But yeah, OBX Salt Life ZYZ Wow Doobie. I haven't seen that one. Origami Shmoy and oh Fuchs, you got one to Fuchs. Two of those names I don't recognize as normal viewers of the podcast. But thank you, Pins. One more away for me filling another square. Damn it! Nope, ain't got nothing. Still nothing, huh? You want to get your dog or cat to come in here, and we can get the interruption by a pet. <laughs> Comfell says he's two away. Unfortunately, I have no idea where they are. I, I am. Neither one of them My is in here. My closest row is two away. I've got Pet Interrupts podcast and significant Halo news comes out after the start of the podcast. Well, we know that, that ain't going to happen. Nope, not with the drop pod that dropped. Unless some weird breaking news comes up, that ain't going to happen. Anyways, uh, so let's talk about some fan mods. Well, let's talk about 1,200 credits for gold color in the store. Do you have complaining about the store? Okay, I got <laughs> one. <laughs> You need to praise the Xbox app. <coughs> I don't have that one. Oh. Anyways. Can I see Dust Health Bar? No. It's there. Damn it. It's there. You can see it. You can barely see it right there. Barely. Well, that's not a health bar. That's a sliver. Anyway, on to mods. Happy. <laughs> Here, let me fix Happy. that. Anyways. Still can't see it. Anyway. It's it, you can see it. It's fine dust. Anyways, uh, onto mods. It's not going to help <laughs> me anyway. It's at the opposite side <laughs> of the card. Oh man. Uh, anyways, and not in line <laughs> with anything else. <laughs> I don't even have the health bar one on mine. Oh, here's here's a freebie. Halsey's journal. I love bees, which is kind of appropriate because yeah, I finished. No. Uh, Didn't help. I me. did finish Halo Oblivion. I know we talked about it, but we're going to go to mods, but I did finish Halo Oblivion. Now I'll have to go through it again so we can talk about it. Well, we didn't even talk about the last one on the podcast either. We haven't talked about Silent Storm yet either. Which the the two kind of butt up into each other. So I figured if we wanted to talk about them, we mm-hmm. probably could talk about them in one sitting. Since they kind of, both of them do kind of actually go together. Yeah, they do. But the next book I will be reading is Shadows of Reach. So all the things that GT says that he can't talk about because I haven't read Shadows of Reach yet, I will read... And he can finally talk about it and then have to read the Rubicon protocol. So, yeah. Anyways, no, me and G2 do not count for guest hosts. Mods. Pokemon. Mods. Um, (laughs) I'm really, really feeding it today. 
So there's a couple of new mods out there that I wasn't particularly aware of that uh, from the team uh, behind, was it, Sins of the Prophets. They actually announced Sins of the Prophets 2 a while ago, like August of last year, which shows you how long we actually haven't talked about fan mods in a while. But yeah, so they are taking Sins of a Solar Empire Remastered and kind of wrapping up what they worked on the original Sins of a Solar Empire and bringing in whole fresh new assets. With the transition, they also released the volume one of their original soundtrack for the game. They also threw out a teaser at the end of last year of the arc their work on the arc to bring that into uh, their mod. And then there's also been a lot of development on Far Isle, which is another project under the Choke Point Games banner. Uh, they've in- introduced a couple new vehicles and a new sniper rifle into that mod. So more just kind of keeping, keep adding things into the game. Eric, I am level 42 as well. To answer your question. Uh, no updates to Operation Trebuchet because I think that team is pretty much working on Far Isle now. So I think Operation Trebuchet is kind of is how it is. And Far Isle is, I think, what they're pretty much working on now as far as the military sim halo S style goes. Uh, no updates on Project Cartographer. Uh, we do have an update for Halo 3 Sunrise, though. He's, the person behind that is still pumping out updates to that. The latest playlist update for July introduces the uh, Mythic Brawl Mapitan Sack. So I think it's Action Sack, but just a whole slew of different maps. Uh, team Objective. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's a kind of back-end stuff, he says all maps have been added to the light switches rotation. I'm guessing there's a playlist in there or something maybe called that. Haven't gone in and looked. Uh, All playlists now require all DLC. So, kind of avoids the oh, you don't have this DLC issue. And guests in large parties can now participate in ranked playlists. So, lots of more playlist type stuff updates, but he still has different development tweets coming in every once in a while to try to restore original functionality to the matchmaking experience. It'll be, uh, that's, uh, I really would like to get involved in that. As long as you have a Xbox where you can pull the hard drive and get a little SATA connector to your PC, it's actually pretty easy to load the, the mod on there. Yeah. It's really not that hard. For the Halo Mole, I actually had to create a custom profile and mod that profile so I had all the armor unlocks so I could go in and head bob with the specific armor permutations for all our contestants. Yeah. So, yep. So you couldn't get them to head bob right? Well, it was kind of an afterthought. Like, we went through the challenges. Uh, we lost our, all of our audio for the first two challenges, which is why that first episode is so different from the others. But when we did our interviews with them, we did them over Skype. Yeah. And when it takes I seven to eight years that. to actually finish the project, 
you're not going to have people load up Halo 4 on 360 that they probably don't have anymore to go and head pop their lines and try to match it up exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That just, no, that's not going to happen. We've also got a, a project I haven't heard of before from the SPV3 team. It's called Halo SOI Campaign Adventure. This is <clears throat> another dev's attempt to make kind of a custom CE experience that revamps the existing campaign, but updating textures, updating scripting, adding to the levels. But this one does not require open source, which uh, for those who don't know, open source is basically a set of capabilities that adds on to the functions of custom edition on PC basically allows mod developers to do extra things that the engine doesn't natively support, so it provides extra hooks, but getting op- open source configured and working properly can sometimes be cumbersome, so what this person has done is kind of take a lot of the inspiration from SPV3 and remake a campaign that doesn't require all that stuff and just modding within the tool set for custom edition. Over on the ModDB page for SPV3 as well, there's been a couple of posts about how the mod tools for MCC have actually enabled them to do additional modding for custom edition as well. Because the tools, for those that don't know, Halo CE on MCC was a port of the port that Halo went to PC and then went into MCC. So it is really Halo... PC edition or custom edition, more or less. Mm-hmm. So it's made them porting mods over from custom edition into MCC a lot easier and being able to unlock some features in custom edition as well that they didn't have access to before either. So it's kind of a mutual benefit for 343 having released these mod tools to the community. Been really interesting to see just how quickly mods have turned around with the mod tools actually coming out for MCC. Uh, There's also a planned SPV 3.3.1 release coming in the future as well. Um, Most of the storyline content and map stuff is pretty much there. It's mostly, I believe, just patch-related type things for that experience. And then a few of the mods from Hidden Xperia's video that I thought were pretty interesting and ones I hadn't heard of before. There is one by Kashira who took the Halo CE campaign and completely re... Well, not just campaign, but multiplayer. Basically just trying to recreate the entire Halo CE experience in the Halo 3 engine. And it looks marvelous. It's a massive, massive undertaking. And Mm -hmm. it looks really good, too. It takes it's basically the Halo 3 mechanics, but in using the Halo 3 textures and basically doing a a different kind of anniversary update to Halo C in a sense. I I want to get my hands on this because I want to see how it plays differently compared to CE. Because obviously the the physics are different, the way the weapons interact are different. You don't have the half second delay on the <laughs> pineapple grenades and the two second delay on the plasmas anymore. So that changes the dynamic of, of that. 
all the multiplayer maps look incredible in the Halo 3 engine. But this person has put a incredible amount of time into rebuilding Halo Combat Evolved basically in the Halo 3 engine. Um, of course, we've all heard of the uh, Guardian Forest, kind of the one mission in Halo 3 that was abandoned and Space Zed has been basically rebuilding. It's not complete at this point, but there's a lot of progress that's been made on it, and hopefully we won't have to wait too much longer before that happens. There is the... <laughs> I thought this was, was funny. The General Heat Slayer. So basically, General Heat made a model of himself and had a modded mm-hmm. game where it was just him battling himself in multiplayer. Two other ones that I thought were really clever. The Rejected Shotgun Mombasa Slayer. So think the entire Mombasa Streets level, but it's just two squads of ODSTs. And it's, it's basically Big Team Slayer on that huge freaking map. I thought the concept was really cool just, just to use Mombasa Streets as a playground for multiplayer. Imagine doing like a 64-player yeah. match on that with vehicle wow. spawns. That would be insane. It'd be cool, but it'd be insane. Yeah. Also, thank you, Hayden, for the raid of nine. What's up, Hayden? For those playing along with the bingo card, there's your raid space if you've got that. Raid? Oh, sorry. There is... Actually, I think there was another one I wanted to mention, too. Um, There's the Ultimate Firefight Sand Trap mod. And this one is an SPV3-inspired mod, but it basically brings in pretty much every single weapon, vehicle, and enemy that you could possibly get and put it into this giant firefight experience on Sand Trap. It is ridiculous. There's Forerunner. There's Flood. You're, you can be in there as ODSTs. There's vehicles from all the different games. It's it's That one's wild as well. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to mention was the Neckbeard remake of Sanctuary and Lockout in Halo 3. So most of the ones in here are kind of finished or near finished, but the Halo 3 Combat Evolved ones I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. And I think the if there's any more that comes out of the Mombasa Slayer thing from Rejected Shotgun, like if they manage to actually get the capability of doing anything more with that, I think having that ODST style, like you're actually in the ODST engine, you have the same kind of health doing that Slayer-wise would be really cool. It's not like modifying the health or shields like you would do for the ODST Slayer that we've seen before, but actually be the ODST, have the same kind of arcing throw with the grenades, and I think that would be an interesting interesting experience. <laughs> Bobby. So that's actually all the mods from really what I'm tracking. Most of the other ones that uh, we've been, that we've talked about before, either don't have updates or Nothing significant has really happened to them to really talk about them at this point. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Unless you want to talk about Halo Infinite campaign and talk about the North Island, because that's our next next pit. The North Island? Yeah, the big top island. Sure, why not? Okay. So obviously after you complete the tower mission, 
you get access to the second largest island up there with, I think, four different fobs. And you've also got the, the drill site, which is where you mm-hmm. supposed to go to get your, um, to get to the conservatory and start your actual next, uh, underground mission. But this is where the, I think the exploration of Zeta Halo really started to kick in for me. Like you, you kind of got mm-hmm. that almost tutorial sense on the, the Southern, the southernmost bit of the Island. But then once you actually got to this bigger expanse, that's when it really opened up to true exploration of kind of going wherever you want to go. What was the first thing you did when you got, got here? Cause I know for me, I was, I was trying to get all the unlockables obviously because it was before well, the game actually came out. So honestly, my first playthrough was campaign. I just went through the campaign. Uh, if I ran across a fob, I went in and captured it, but you know, I went, I went through the campaign cause I wanted that story first. And then I went back through and captured all the fobs and did all the other stuff. So did you do, do did you do any of the things along the way? Like there was like kind of on the way there was the forge of Tish that you could have gone by or like one of the other kind of rescued Marine squads. Like if that was there, did you do those or did you basically just book it straight to the dig site? Pretty much beeline. Okay. I didn't, my first playthrough, I didn't really explore the world that much. Mm-hmm. Because I was focused in on the campaign. I wanted that story. I wanted it more. Because, <laughs> um, you know, up to this point, uh, it the campaign had already got me hooked on the story. So I wanted the story <laughs> more. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that was my focus. But, you know, later on, I did go through and do a lot of, do all the side missions and... I'm still going through finding all the data pads. I haven't worked on that for a while, but I still need to go through. I think I got like six or seven more data pads to find. So, yeah, I just went straight to excavation site, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah, I did. I was that person, and I do this in most open world games that I play. I will dance around the main mission, try to get all the side missions as possible completed, and then go to the main mission. (laughs) Yeah, I I want the story too badly. Yeah, I kind of uh, yeah, I get easily, I'm I'm like I get the completionist mindset of I Squirrel. need to go get all these other things so I can get all this done and then I can main story. It's like okay, and then the next thing's opened up, so I don't like miss any of the. And I was also trying to get like all the different data pads and story bits mm-hmm. as well and Spartan Core, so I was trying to get all those. But as far as even when just not doing that and just playing a, a game normally, I tend to go around and do all the side quests first. So, well, I can understand that, and I mean that's that's respectable. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a way to to do it. it yeah, different for different people. So, well, you know, we were looking looking for different things. You know, I play campaign for the story. Uh, and then I go find the collectibles later. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was like that with Halo 3. I knew the terminals there, and I'd actually run across a couple of them. But I was more interested in just finishing the story and then moving on Finding to them. 
getting all the the little pieces. Yeah, it makes sense. We'll say when I was going through and collecting the data pads, this area was the one that had the very last data pad that took me forever to find. Yeah. There's a few of them like that. It's just, tough when you don't have a guide. Yeah. And like th- this. I mean, even when you do have a guide, it's kind of tough. Well, this, the thing I just linked in chat, uh, the community really put this together and it did some good work with it. But for those that want to kind of cheat and, and just kind of find everything, this map has everything on it. But I, once the actual retail came out, since I had actually put in the effort to find them all, on the forerunner build of the campaign, I definitely used this to make sure I got all of my, I yeah. tracked all my steps. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of data pads on here. There's five different fobs. There's several different Easter eggs. There's two skulls. Well, sorry, technically one skull. Cause then there's the really far up North Island that even though you have access to it, <laughs> you have to have a flying vehicle to actually get over there. or do some kind of glitch that yeah, would you make can't you fly get, you over can't there. get there, but it's open. Yeah. I mean, it, you could, I guess, before do the fusion coil glitch, and I think there's still a way to glitch it. I mean, there's the co-op glitch now where you have two people grapple jack each other, and the, yeah. the main host goes flying. So you could, you could do that, I guess, if you wanted to get over there. But technically accessible, but it's really meant to be accessible towards the end when you have a flying vehicle to get over there. Mm-hmm. What would you say your favorite banished facility was in this area to to fight? Because we had the Horn of Abolition, which was basically the Grunt Propaganda Tower one. Mm-hmm. There was the Armory of Reckoning, which is where you go and destroy the ammo printing stations, and then you lift up into that room that had literally every single weapon available. There was the yeah. Forge of Tish, which was basically just a, a just a giant, I think kind of almost like, it wasn't necessarily a vehicle foundry, but almost like just a general factory of sorts. And then there was the Redoubt of Sundering, which was basically a massive prison camp. You know, I honestly, I can't really narrow it down to just one. Well, I thought the... The grunt one was funny. Well, I mean, they each have their own thing. I mean. True. True. They were all fun to do. So I really can't just narrow it down to one. <laughs> I mean, they all have different, I don't know, just different. Aspects about them. Attributes that, that I, yeah, that I liked. I just didn't know if you had one that stuck out in particular. Not really. Okay. The. I think the Horn of Abolition was definitely kind of the fun one of all the different banished facilities, just with the the crazy grunt talking. Mm-hmm. And then I think actually in here was probably one of the either this either the either the Forge of Teeth Teesh or Riven Gate. I think those were probably my two toughest banished facilities. The Rivergate is on the next, is the um, southeast island. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because that was just a big wide open space. There were lots of enemies just there already and more dropping in. But then the dig site, 
I was actually kind of impressed from a functional perspective of how they laid things out, how well that was executed. Because you first go up, it's kind of nothing there. So it's kind of almost set like a trap in a, in a way. And then you go up to shut off the laser and then you get, was it Bassus? Who's the, the brute that you fought? I think it was Bassus. Yeah, Bassus. Yeah. When you go to kill the laser and then Bassus is just right there um, in your face. Yeah, I'll say this again. They did a really, and I mean a really good job with these bosses making you feel intimidated mm-hmm. by them. I mean, even in any previous game, you know, the bosses, okay, it's the boss. Right. But, I mean, this game is the first time I've ever looked at the boss and like, oh, it said, oh. I mean, you know, even Tartarus in Halo 2, he was threatening because, A, he had the overshield, and two, he had the big hammer. Yeah. But in Infinite, the scale, I mean, this brute looked big. Mm-hmm. Tartarus kind of looked eh, eh, big. But this brute was, like, massive. They, they, whatever they did for Infinite and to really draw that scale out, they, they made all of the brutes that you fight intimidating. Well, I mean, even the regular, the, well, the regular brutes are, eh, okay, they're brutes. But whenever they, Whenever you got into a fight with a boss, you felt the power that they had. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to explain. I just, it invokes a feeling that I just never had in any other Halo game. And the strategies that normally would have worked for bosses in the past didn't work with these bosses or you had to really change your strategy. Mm-hmm. Like it got to a point where, okay, before like you die and then it's like, okay, what can I scout scour around? You got a few, the fusion coils that you can pick up and throw at them while you're running away. There's the rockets in the corner. If you didn't pick up those yet, mm-hmm. there's the, not the Maulers, but the other gun. Mangler. Mangler. There was that down, down, like if you went downstairs and got some amadena. So you had to, like if if you didn't know what was coming, which was kind of the point, you definitely had that panicked feeling of, oh crap, I don't have weapons that are adequate enough to fight this guy. I have, and I'm locked in this mm-hmm. area. I got to figure this out. I'm locked in this room with this crazy brute. Right, what do right. I do? <laughs> 3-3 did such a yeah, good job with the, bosses in this game. It was the same way with the first boss fight. With uh, fighting um, Chacklock. With him, it's like, I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Like, surprise. I mean, I kind of had an idea what was going on because, you know, they they hand you the piece of equipment you need to fight him. But you don't realize how important that piece of equipment is. Until you're in the room Mm -hmm. and then you're thrust into learning how to quickly switch between equipment so you can, you know, throw that Antarctic, the grapple away and and then shoot the sensor out so you can see where he's coming from and doing that over and over and over again. 
you know, I got, yeah, it's, I mean, that one, he, I think it took me like three or four tries to beat him. It sounds about right for me too. Bassus, same way. Uh, you know, I had to come up with a totally different way to fight him. Yeah. You know, I really had to watch and stay away from him. Yep. Because with that hammer, he just annihilates you. Wait for him to start charging you and then you grapple away. Yeah. Cause I don't think you had the thruster pack at that point. So you, you basically had to no. anticipate when he was coming or if you ran away from him, knowing he was coming, grapple to get you away faster and then turn around and start unloading into him until he gets close to you again and then do the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right, Pins. Bassus was a big game of keep away. Exactly. And what cracks me up is, and I, I said this before, the tank gun just makes that a totally different fight. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll get to this later, but when you make, you have that final fight with Eshram, the, the one shot kill that, and it's not just that it's a one shot. It is freaking hilarious. Cause you shoot him and he goes flying. <laughs> yeah. You shoot him and he's boom. Pinball. It's, 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 it's a, like, it's a funny really? death. Yeah. You know, the tank gun's not what kills him. It's him hitting the it's wall the that kills him. Yeah, it's the impact. Oh, it's, it's funny. Which is absolutely hilarious. Yep. That tank gun changes the game in so many ways. I'm glad they decided to keep it in. I mean, if people want to play the campaign the right way, then they'll play it the right way. I, I'm happy it's there, but, man, it... it breaks the game so bad sure it does you know but i mean if but i mean there's i mean if anything the whole beating halo 2 all skulls on deathless illustrates how powerful glitches can be yeah i mean the only way to beat that game is the difference well see the biggest difference between those glitches and the tank gun, those glitches take practice. And perfecting. Exactly. How many hundreds of thousands of hours does he have playing Halo 2, all schools on, developing and practicing these tricks? Thousands of hours. The tank gun, you walk up to a turret, you pick up a tank gun. And you basically put the entire game on easy mode. Still gotta be careful, but yeah, pretty much. But yes, yeah, you can shoot your feet and not die. Yeah, I mean the only thing you gotta watch out for is don't blow up a fusion coils right next to you, and don't fall into a pit. But yeah, we're at the last checkpoint. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, the I thought the dick site experience was uh, a little interesting with how everything went. With like having the laser come on, then being ambushed, mm-hmm. and then you have to, I think you have to go up to hit a, the switch to expose the coils. Then there's like the four two sets of coils. Mm-hmm. The one that was on the east side, I thought was the most difficult side. To actually, the right from if you're facing the hole in the wall. If you're facing the hole in the wall, the one on the left. Okay. The ones over there, I I probably died 12 times before I actually cleared that section out. 
Actually, I found those pretty easy because you can actually just go up on top of the gun and kill them. <laughs> but the thing is, I could never get up there because there were so many heavy weapon brutes on that side where the other side was just more the jackal snipers. Well, no, you go on, you go on the other side and go up and over the gun, up and over the top of it. Oh, I didn't think about doing that, actually. Now, I, the, on the lower difficulties, it's not so bad. On the higher difficulties, jackal snipers are no joke. They're not Halo 2 level. Right. But they're darn close. <laughs> True. I mean, you know, they're not Halo 2 legendary bad, but they're above heroic. <laughs> true. Very true. With those stalker rifles, they are just freaking laser focused on you. You can't hide from them. They are aware of where you are if you're within sight of that rifle. Mm-hmm. You basically just have to know where they're shooting from and get the beat on them before. And if you've, if you've got a BR, you get decent range with the BR. You can take them out pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of peek your head out, get it before they kind of tag onto you because it usually will take about half a second. So if you can get that shot off, then you're, yeah. you're okay. If you're lucky. I tell you what, when I was playing it on Lasso, when I was going up Jack Locks Tower, mm-hmm. that area where, you know, there's, what, five of them? Yep. All on the Poke outside. My out, die. Poke my head out, die. <laughs> Poke my head out, die. It's like, really? Can you at least let me see you first before you kill me? You have to know where they are. I'm looking right at them. <laughs> They're looking at you first. And I'm dead. I, literally, I'm dead before the reticle gets to them. And I'm even pre-aiming. <laughs> I didn't think it was you know, that I'm all rough, zoomed in. Yeesh. I got the little reticle lined up. And I'm <laughs> dead. You know, they shoot me in my toe and I die. It's like, really? But anyway, back to excavation site. Yeah. It was... I have to admit, that was a fun fight. It was. I liked the enemy density. It wasn't overwhelming, but it wasn't exactly a cakewalk either, even on the lower difficulties. I thought the left side was a little, little bit. Like I said, it wasn't an exact cakewalk. You know, there's, you know, there's been some levels in past halos that you're like, yeah, okay, I might kill somebody. That one makes you fight the enemies. Or at least most of them. And I like the way, yeah, I like the way they do that. Yes, there are enemies you can skip, but you have to kill a lot more than you can skip. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, like in, there's some Halo Halo levels where you don't have to kill anything. Yeah, good luck doing a a no-shot run on this game. I'm not saying it can't be done, but... You ha- you'll have to be a lot more strategic, strategic, strategic. Yes, thank you. Mouth broken. Blah, 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 blah. To do it, I don't even think it. Of course, technically, throwing fusion coils is not shooting a weapon. This is true. I don't see how and you- fusion coils work really good on those silos. Well, I'm thinking at the very end when you're fighting Eshram and when you're fighting the endless chick, the harbinger. The harbinger. Thank you. Well, actually, the Harbinger is not that bad. Well, the, the enemy trick is, well, the trick with her is you got to get her pinned, you know, kind of pushed up against one of the columns when she teleports. 
Because if you're meleeing her, it disables her teleport. Hmm. Until her shield, you know, until her the health gate trips and she, she teleports back. She'll teleport back into the middle to go back in her shield. Uh, and then you're dealing with the enemies and there's actually well, there's I know there's two swords in the room in crates. And I'm sure you can aggro some of the elites to pull their swords out too. Now the chieftain gonna be interesting. He's got a hammer. He's aggressive. He's so aggressive. Oh, he's fast. He's ridiculous. Like he makes all the other brutes, except for Eshram, look like chump change. Maybe except for Bassus. Bassus was pretty, pretty gnarly. But well, I mean, all the brutes in the game are actually relatively quick. You know, considering your pre notion that you know they're big and lumbering. Yeah, they're not big and lumbering. They're big and agile. That's, you know, it's kind of like how people think of bears. They think people think bears are slow and lumbering. They're not. (laughs) And they might look slow when they're walking slow, but they can run. Yeah. When they get ready to expend energy. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to be there. You better put something solid between you and the bear. (laughs) Like a building. Right. Preferably concrete. Anyway, so the only other thing really on this island before we get to the conservatory and the spire missions is uh, there is the fog skull on this part of the island. Mm -hmm. There's also the catch skull that's on the disconnected north part. So there's there's that one up there. Although fighting the two hunters that are next to that skull was kind of fun. So when I when I first got the skull. I didn't even realize there were hunters there because I just flew in with the banshee, grabbed the skull, and got out. I didn't even realize yeah. the hunters were there because they were actually on the other side of the little kind of lake area right there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even realize there were hunters yeah, there. Yeah, when, the when I got time. up there, they were there. They were like, yeah, no, you can't have it. <laughs> yeah. So the first time I, I went to go get it, it's like, okay, not, it's just hitting this tree. When I went back, when the retail version hit, came out, I'm like, Where, what are these guys doing here? <laughs> Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! And I tell you what, they stepped up the hunter's aggression tremendously. Mm. I mean, they used to chase you before. They're aggressive now. You cannot get away from Mm-mm. them. Especially if you, like, whenever you do the the target hunters, those mm-hmm. hunters are a pain. I learned very quickly, you need to damage them evenly. That way, when you kill one, you can kill the other one right away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or else the one individual will kind of aggro a little bit. No, it's not a little bit. It's a lot. Maybe a lot. I believe that's the most of it, though, for this island. Mm -hmm. So the next thing that we'll talk about when we wrap around to this again is the conservatory. Maybe, well, we might combine (laughs) conservatory and spire in there. But we get to meet the harbinger for the first time. And we get our butt kicked. And then after spoiler, oh, and then after that we got the little mini island, we got the smile island right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna wrap it up for the podcast tonight. I didn't see anyone talking about getting a bingo card, so I'm guessing it actually did. Anybody get a bingo? I'm guessing it didn't happen for those that are here in the live stream. But for those listening to the download, you can catch the podcast on Twitch, 
every Thursday night at 8.30. So if you want to come and try to fill out the bingo card, I haven't quite decided yet what I'm going to do if the bingo card ever gets filled out by anybody. I have a couple ideas, but... Maybe you'll win an Xbox. No. we still got that infinite Xbox. My my goal is now to, is maybe when co-op comes out, maybe give it away then. <laughs> Probably would be a good time. Or maybe when co-op and Forge is out, so it's like, now with the complete Halo Infinite experience, you can play. <laughs> you know. What was the last update on co-op as far as when they were talking about late? Late in the season? Mm, I want to say it was November. Yeah. I think that's when it was. I think it was late in the season. Yeah, I, bel- I, I want to say November. I'm not 100% on that, but that's what's coming to mind. Of course, things can change, so. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's November time frame. The whole bunch of other goodies that I can't talk about either. Shh. All right, so that's going to be it for the podcast tonight. Oh, thank you, Pens. That actually reminds me of two things, and that was one of them. Uh, Installation Zero Zero has been posting some really impressive progress on his project Mjolnir. He just released this week his working HUD using a Connect 2, I believe. It's a long video. It's like 40 minutes long or so. But it is a very interesting watch to see what they've what he's done with the helmet. If you're interested in it, highly recommend going and checking it out. Uh, and then the other thing, which we meant to talk about this last week, but we forgot to. But <clears throat> uh, Halo Cannon, or Toa Freak, has gone, gone on an indefinite hiatus of making Halo content on YouTube. Obviously, creating content for Halo, especially on YouTube, is a daunting task in and of itself. And uh, unless you've got a massive following, it's hard to make a living off of it. So I think he's just kind of making life decisions that need that he needs to make in order to, you know, live not on a scrunchy YouTube budget, <laughs> probably. Well, uh, you know, there's, I, I recommend that anybody that's interested go watch his video because there are multiple reasons uh, why he's decided to take a hiatus from YouTube. And, uh, one of the biggest reasons is that he was losing enjoyment over it. Burnout. Whenever you start doing YouTube and you know, it's just for fun. Okay. It's fun to do. You don't have to keep any kind of schedule. You just upload whenever you want, or you can talk about whatever you want, but then you start to make it your job. Well, now you actually have to devote resources into coming up with video ideas researching the information. I mean, you know, anybody that's watched any one of his videos, you can see how much digging he has to do to complete one of these videos. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he lives in, he lived in the halo wiki. That's where he was all the time researching all this stuff, you know, to make sure he keeps his facts straight, which is fine. You know, writing out scripts, you know, it's, it's not a nine to five job. It is a eight, you know, 16 hour a day, 12 hour a day, every day of the week, you know, no weekends. You do it every day. Yep. And, you know, he's not the only one I've seen do this or seen talk about this either. Uh, There's other YouTubes 
YouTubers that I follow that different subjects, you know, not just gaming that talk about what, how demanding doing YouTube can be, especially if you want to get a huge following and make it your income. Yep. You know, there's several people that I watch that they do YouTube for fun. They are a monetized channel. They do get money from it, but they still work a nine to five job. Yeah. You know, they still have a regular income job. So they only do this as a side hustle or side gig in spare time or, you know, like one of the channels I watch is an off-road recovery. And he just have, he brings his cameras along whenever, you know, he does trail events at different trail park, uh, off-road parks. And he just films him dragging broke junk out of the woods. But, you know, he still has to edit all that together and then post it out on YouTube. Yep. And he still does Monday through Friday regular job. Yeah. So, anyway... I would highly recommend you go watch uh, Hale Cannon's video uh, to get all the details and let him explain why he's doing what he's doing. It's a good, it's a good video, and it's actually very appreciated by me because I was kind of wondering where he went, and this lets people know that he's okay, that he just needs to do something different for a while. Yep. And that's a healthy and thing. He may to be do. back. He may not. Who knows? Right. It's a healthy perspective to take. We wish him the best though. I'm sure he'll most definitely be around conventions still and whatnot. And we'll probably try to steal him for a, a lore podcast at some point. So it's not like he's completely up and gone from the halo community, but just taking a break on making, videos. he just needs a respite. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, if all things go well, you will hear a interview segment on the next podcast. Uh, I have a potential lineup of a recording session on Saturday this week. So get ready for that. Other than that, if you guys are planning to be here for tomorrow's game night, for those that are in the stream, make sure you check out our discord and vote in the poll for uh, the game that you want to play. Maybe another bingo card can be GT mentioning the bot that I haven't touched in forever. <laughs> to auto post the poll. Anyways, that's going to be it for us tonight. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching and or listening. We will catch you all on the next one. And until then, keep on firing them trucks. Thank you for listening to Pod Tackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtackler.com, and join the community on Discord at podtackler.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and Achieving Halo on Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>